Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, Mizzou was on by over the weekend, so uh, we're just going to talk some Mizzou news. We have uh, some shifting in the poll. They moved up a couple spots. We'll do a little Georgia preview. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about it on uh, for Friday's show, uh, but we do have the line at least opening, so we'll talk a little bit of uh, Mizzou, Georgia, and then we have some Tigers in the NBA to talk about. Isaiah Mosley, some news there. We had Jordan Clarkson. Kobe Brown made his debut. Uh, we're going to answer one of y'all's questions put in the comments. He had a good one. Um, about some recruiting, obviously, with the Wingo news. That sparked a lot of people's interest. So, um, yeah, we'll talk just a bunch of Mizzou football stuff. General news, we'll do quick hits. Got a little bit of a refined segment there. We'll uh, we'll explain it when we get there. Um, and then we're going to finish with the SEC tier list. So we'll talk about the uh, – it was bye week for Mizzou, but we'll talk about the other games in the SEC, where everyone stands heading into uh, the next week of games. So plenty to dive into on the unwritten rule, and it's all presented by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues just kicked off uh, this past week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. Um, we've got MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL also in full swing. Fall is truly the best time. Uh, all the sports going on. Bet Online is your number one source for all your wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to the website today and get in on the action. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts and the unwritten rule starts right now. Attention. Everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Monday, October 30th, and Mizzou football won the bye week. Kenny and Peyton uh, moved up two spots to number 14 in the AP pool, courtesy of some uh, wild stuff happening uh, around Losses college football. Oregon State. Pac-12 yeah. cannibalization. Yeah, thank you, Pac-12, for you know just beating up on itself every single season. Mizzou moved up to 14 in the AP poll. Obviously, the Tigers are on by, so we just have some uh, some news stuff to hit on. But uh, yeah, Mizzou up to 14th now ahead of the the matchup against Georgia. How fun is it just to see like Tigers, you know, top 15 team? Um, you know, I don't think we we're expecting that for, for quite a bit. Certainly not something we're used to, as I feel like we've said so often in our tenure uh, when we were there. It's, it's bizarre. Uh, this is their highest ranking since the end of the 2014 season. Of course, that season they won the Outback Bowl against Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, very good year there. They made the SEC title game. They were down one score to Alabama going into the fourth quarter. And then my TV didn't stop working. Um, so I don't know what happened that quarter, but um, really cool <laughs> to see the number 14 against Mizzou. It's just like an imperceptibly high number for Mizzou. It's blown past what I, what I expected. Um, just don't get absolutely worked by Georgia and you shouldn't fall too much. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. To look back on the last time the Tigers played in Athens as well. Just looking at the box score, Leading passer, Brady Cook. Different Brady Cook now. Um, leading rusher, Tyler Macon. 
no longer with the program. <laughs> Leading receiver, Toski Dove, who's not even the number one option at Memphis since he's transferred. Um, incredible turnaround. When, when you look at the box score, you think, oh, new head coach, new quarterback. No, this program just moved in the right direction and um, hopefully going to keep it a little bit closer than the last time they were in Athens. 43 to 6. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that Yeah, that would be ideal. And that's where I'll go to because uh, obviously we're going to get into the preview, so we won't dive too much into it. We'll, we're going to preview them down on for Friday's show. But we do have the line. Thank you, Bet Online. Um, right now, Georgia minus 15 and a half. And then I'll also ask you guys this over under of 56 total points with where you're at right now on Monday. Does Mizzou cover? Does the over or under hit? It's it's interesting. The the lines obviously bet online has it at 15, 16. Okay, 15 and a half. Um, it, it, they've been all over the place. I've seen anything from 14 and a half to 17. It's very hard to find a consensus on this one. If I had to bet right now, and I'm going to just say, I think Georgia's going to win this game. Like, I, I think you're still being a little too optimistic uh, if you think Mizzou, Mizzou can win, but I don't think they will win. Um, I, if I had to guess, I'd say Mizzou would cover. I don't, I really don't think Mizzou is going to lose by 17 or more. I think Drinkwitz knows what this means. Um, I don't think Mizzou's at the step where I think they'll win, uh, but I think they are going to play Georgia as tough as anyone really can. I mean, when Georgia wants to win, though, when Georgia plays its A game, they're going to beat anybody they want by however much they want. Um, over under, now I'll take the... I'll take the under for now because I, I I think it's I'm expecting like a 31-21 game, like a maybe a 28-21. I'm gonna take the under for now. Yeah, well said. Um, I think even if the Tigers keep this close, this is one of Drinkwitz's best road games in his tenure at, at with the Tigers. We know that it you know he hasn't had the best history in these road environments. And you're going into Athens; it's a bigger deal. It's one of the best SEC experiences and um, just even in college football. But uh, I, I would say that the Tigers keep it close. I think it could still be a two-score game, which fits into that 15 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the over on that over-under that you sent, though, Jack. I think it's going to – I think it could be a big-scoring game. Um, both of these offenses are some of the best in, um, in the SEC, even in college football. It will be interesting to see if Dominic Lovett is the one of the main guys kind of a revenge game but not even really a revenge game he has no, no, no reason to have revenge against the tigers but maybe uh see if you can lock him down or he has a big day yeah i i think it's i think it's natural skepticism right now um but i think i'll take mizzou to cover for now again we'll see what changes over the course of the week um obviously you know a lot can happen um and yeah, we'll get to the we'll get to the preview. No Brock Bowers though. That's the key. I am looking though. Last, I just I like went what? Oh, I was just gonna say, isn't it kind of crazy to think just last season when Georgia came to Mizzou, the line was thirty. So yeah, quite the and stride. Mizzou, Mizzou yeah. covered that one. Yeah, more than covered that one. And I mean, two years ago, obviously, I was literally jumping up and down that Mizzou was able to cover like the forty point spread when they were in Athens mm-hmm. two years ago. 
Yeah, definitely don't want to repeat. I was I was I was at that game in Athens. I can talk more about it on Thursday. I'm gonna ask you guys this though, because I looked up their uh the, the all-time matchup history between Mizzou and Georgia. When was the first game played between Mizzou and Georgia? Quick quiz. I don't think it was when they were in the SEC. I already know the um oh. this kind of plays into my Ken's short sports shorts, but uh do you want me to just oh. say it? <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. I won't I won't spoil. No, I mean it, it it just played did into I, that. I... I was gonna tell you guys, but no, that wasn't oh, one okay. of the answers. Okay, it's nineteen sixty. Yeah, nineteen sixty with uh Dan Devine as the head coach of the Missouri Tigers. There it was go. in a bowl game because it was in Miami. Mm-hmm. Oh nice. Fourteen to zero. Fourteen zero Georgia. Sad. Tough, tough. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I was uh, I thought that was a fun tidbit. But yeah, we'll get to the preview on Friday. So um we'll dive in and talk a little bit more about what to expect from the dogs. Uh, in a pretty fun ranked matchup. Um, other news. So the NBA started. We talked about it last uh, last show. And we had some Mizzou Tigers uh, in and around the NBA, I'll say, because we're going to start with the man himself, Isaiah Mosley, um, also known as now having the most wholesome picture um, on Twitter. Isaiah Mosley was drafted in the G League. So the G League had its draft, and he went, I believe, number nine or eight um, over to the Greensboro Swarm, which is eight. the... Eight, eight to the swarm, uh, which is the G League affiliate of the Charlotte Hornets. So pretty, pretty dope to see. Am I right? Like, uh, you know, just to just to see him still um, around basketball for one and, and to have a chance now at the pros. We know how talented he was, the flashes he showed when he was there. And then, yeah, the picture, the best part of it all is the picture that Dennis posted um, on the day of the draft, giving him a big old hug, um, you know, just as wholesome, wholesome Dennis as as wholesome Dennis gets. But uh, yeah, cool to see for Mr. Mr. Isaiah Mosley. Yeah, no, that was very, I'm very happy for Isaiah Mosley. Um, gosh, he, when he, he didn't get to play much at Mizzou, what could have been there, but when he played, it was, he, you see just the potential electric offensive player he could have been. Um, happy to see. I know everyone was kind of speculating like, oh, does Dennis and him not like each other? Obviously that was put to bed on senior day when Dennis walked uh, walked Mosley uh, out for the senior day celebrations. But I wish it had worked out here. Um, but very glad Isaiah Mosley's journey is not over. Um, and, you know, gets to go to play in the Greensboro Coliseum, I'd assume is where this is. Uh, I've been in that building. Lovely arena. Um, he'll have a He'll have a nice home. There you go. Yeah, it wasn't even just Dennis, too. It was DRF, uh, Ben Sternberg. You know, everyone loved him, you know, and it was very unfortunate that how his career ended at Mizzou. You know, if he had played the full season, he could have been in that, you know, post-draft signing um, class and looking at, at more NBA teams got their eyes on him. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but this is a good step forward. Uh, we know that he was balling out in Europe um, not too long ago, and everything's getting pieced together, and this guy deserves it. Um, mostly was one of the best players in Missouri state history comes back home, um, to where it all started in Columbia and things just didn't go his way with some things that were probably holding him back a little bit off the court and, uh, great to see him one step forward and maybe even move into an NBA discussion in the coming months or years. Yeah. I mean, this is why the G league exists. It's to give, you know, players like Isaiah Mosley a chance, right? So you know, let's see, let's see how he does, what he does with it. It's a good opportunity. I mean, the Hornets aren't good, but that, you know, might mean they give some more opportunities to, 
to some of these guys. Who knows? A Lamelo Ball, Isaiah Mosley backcourt seems seems pretty enticing to me. I think that that'd be a fun uh, that'd be a fun watch. But yeah, congrats to Isaiah Mosley um, to going to the Greensboro Swarm in the G League. Other Mizzou moments in the NBA. Uh, first of all, we get, we'll get to Kobe Brown. I know that's the big one. But shout out Jordan Clarkson. Nice buzzer beer for uh, for the Utah Jazz. It's like a give me some DeAndre Golson vibes. Just a pull up wing three. Um, the Jazz the Jazz trusting him there in a in a big moment. That was fun. It wasn't really a buzzer beater. Like he had twelve. Or a game winner, the, I should say. Yeah, it, but it was a game winner. Uh, he's him, man. He's probably <laughs> God. Is he the best? Mizzou NBA player like of this century, really? I can't even think of many other examples. Ooh. Uh, I mean, Damari Dem- Carroll. Oh, yeah. His Demari moments. Um, yeah. MPJ has debate. been a solid. That. That, that would be something I'd have to research more, but he's definitely up there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I didn't look this up. But I'm looking it up now. I don't know if Jordan Clarkson and Kobe Brown maybe embraced after the game. Um, they both are Mizzou Tigers, but there's no. They were playing about the Jazz. It, so. The Jazz were playing the Clippers in that one. Right. And speaking of Kobe Brown, you know he he went on. Then you know the net the I think it was just last night with the Clippers um, had made his debut. He came in. Um, I think or he had that wasn't his debut. He came in before. And I think played like one minute and maybe got like a foul. I, I don't think he really did much. But we finally got to see, of course, Mizzou's first round pick uh, show out. He made a three, had a bunch of rebounds, played really, really well, and then had a lob to uh, Kenny's uh, former favorite player, KJ Martin, Rockets legend. I know you're sad he's gone, but shout Kobe Brown. He's getting he's getting yeah. minutes. Man, KJ was was fun to watch. Um, good good dunker. He was in the dunk contest last year for the Rockets. Uh, yeah. Nonetheless, uh, you know, I'm getting these stats from Drew King with the three points, four rebounds, assist and a steal, plus 11 in five minutes. Can I just say I love Drew King? Uh, if you guys want to go back and listen to that interview with Hazard, it's a good interview. Just wholesome, very kind guy. He was asking us questions. Definitely going to have to have Drew King back on, and you should get a lot of your basketball information from Drew. Overall, that, that Kobe lob, I don't remember this, if this is right or not, but when there was a lob, that, like a very famous lob last season, Against Arkansas, did Kobe pass that to? Who? to oh, I'm trying to remember. To Aiden Shaw. There was about. a Aiden Shaw had that big dunk against Alabama, not Arkansas. If I said Arkansas. that was Mosley because Mosley passed it. Okay, yeah. kind of remind. It gave that me that, was, that that the that memory. I was just talking about that with Knowlton, uh once. Was was that like because Kobe got announced that he didn't even he wasn't even playing that game, like because he hurt mm-hmm. his ankle at the end of, I believe it was, Arkansas. Um, and but when, I mean, there was like no hope. And then when Mosley lobbed that Aiden Shaw, I mean, they took the lead on that. And obviously it didn't yep. work out, but that was like, I think that might have been either that, one of the moments against Arkansas at home, because that was another electric game, or that moment were probably the loudest moments of last season. But no, that was not Kobe Brown. Kobe Brown gave plenty of plenty of other reasons to get loud last season, but that was not it. Yeah, yeah, but it was. I mean, it was cool to see. I mean, hey, the the whole thing, you know, he uh, he won the game, and the number one pick didn't. So bust Victor Webinyama. Maybe Kobe Brown should have gone number one. That's Give what, Kobe Brown that's more minutes. People are saying. People are saying. Um, no, but it was it was cool to see Kobe on his uh 
not his debut, but his first, you know, kind of true impact in the in the league. When is Kobe Brown going to get his own K-pop group? You guys, yeah, see of the Spurs. Yes, I did. K-pop yeah. fans. I think mm-hmm. Kobe Brown needs his own groupies. The joke is like Victor Webanyama is going to get voted into the All Star game as a rookie because that's like what happened with like Andrew Wiggins because he had like a big like K-pop fandom and they like all they all spam the votes. He was also good, but yeah, shout out Kobe Brown. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see if Demoy can get in here soon for the Lakers. He'll he'll have a lot of highlights, I'm sure, for the South Bay Lakers, their G League um, affiliate. You might have a Demoy versus Mosley game now. Lakers oh, versus was- Charlotte. Yeah, some Mizzou. Some the Mizzou NBA game. would spend that much money to send G League teams that far. Do they play like that far away? I mean, if I'm yeah. if I'm taking the South G League teams, I'm just making play ones in the area. Are 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 far apart. That is true. They're like thousands of miles away. I figured I mean, that you don't even play teams on the East Coast. Shoot, I guess I don't know. I figured they just played everybody in the G League, but you're you're right. That is that would be a far. They don't do that in minor league baseball, at least. But I mean, those. That's a good point. Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you just trade Mosley to I don't know the um, Ontario Clippers. Um. Anyway, shout out to shout out to Kobe. Um. And yeah, Tigers in the NBA doing well, but we don't even need to really report on Michael Porter Jr. He's doing his thing. Um, okay. I'm segueing back to football now because this was a good question we got in the YouTube, which, uh, yeah, drop, drop comments and questions and stuff. Cause it gives us good talking points. Um, you know, especially on buys and stuff like this, we obviously talked about Ryan Wingo and Peyton. I think it was you that, you know, you, you were kind of, um, skeptical in terms of how much you thought Mizzou would go back in for him. Um, now that, now that, you know, Texas has secured his commitment, at least for now, and this prompted uh, a question on the YouTube. Kenny, if you have the name, I don't see it, but I'll read the question. Um, and it, it's about williams Winery. So it's, do you think that williams Winery should leave his recruitment open? Um, OU is bitter that he chose Mizzou over them. Wingo has the right uh, to take the best offer because of his name today, and he has the right to do what's best for him and his family, um, and asked us to put ourselves in Wingo's position for um, Texas. So, yeah, what do you think about that, like, does does this change the tune for one airy? Um, you know, what's the what's your guys' take on that? Um, well, I'll hit on the first the the last part about putting myself in Wingo. I don't blame Ryan Wingo at all for committing to Texas if their offer was the biggest. Like, yeah, I mean, you you have every right in the world to do that. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be a little frustrated still because I wanted him to come to Mizzou, but. If I was Nwaneri, yes, I would definitely leave my recruitment open. I think if if you were any prospect that committed to a big-time school, you should at least leave the door cracked open. And Wingo said he was going to leave the door open. Um, but overall, I just kind of have a hard time seeing – I really don't think Nwaneri's going to flip. There hasn't been much buzz around that. Wingo is just – Mizzou felt like they were the leader up until the moment he picked up the hat. Um, and I feel like maybe that's a little different than Wanneri. I Again, I don't blame Ryan Wingo at all. He got the best offer from Texas. He did what's best for him, what's best for his family. You can't fault that. Um, but I feel like I feel like the Mizzou coaching staff, I'm not saying they are, I think it's possible they'll feel a little, little bit like the rug was pulled out from under them 
maybe they don't pursue up that part after after what happens. Yeah, you still have until December 20th is the early signing day, which is when you expect a lot of these high-tier college football um, pro- or recruits to sign, um, gives them an opportunity to play um, in the spring and enroll early, which you see a lot with. And it's not just financially keeping your, you know, the door open, keeping the phone on. It's about, you know, how soon can I make an impact? For guys like Williams Nwari and Ryan Wingo, they're guys who can be, you know, inserted right away for a lot of programs. Maybe not Alabama or Georgia, the ones that are just consistently putting in five stars. Maybe not even Texas with how many five stars they can reel in each year. But, you know, the, the question remains, you know, how can I get, you know, how, how soon can I get to the, the, the league? You know, you're trying to get through college. You want to make an impact. You want to make your money. And if that opportunity is at Texas for Ryan Wingo, he sees himself moving through, then he's going to take it. But it's good to keep the phone on. And we talked about it last time we were on here that his dad and himself mentioned that if you know some other offers on the table, a better offer, we're going to evaluate it and look at it. You know, it's not a closed book. And I mean, I, you know, we know that there may be a late push there from Texas is what we've heard, you know, what we've read. And I mean, he's not going to just like cancel his his whole like commitment day after we all thought he was going to commit to Texas. He's just going to or commit to Missouri. He's going to commit to Texas on that day. Anything can happen in the next couple of months. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I wouldn't close the door for anyone. I mean, that's just how it is. It's never official until the pen hits paper. Yeah. Recruitment is just such, <laughs> I I think even, especially for those who like cover it, it's so, it just gets so frustrating because you hear a million different things um, every day. I mean, these are 18 year old kids deciding, you know, their the whole future is, is rooted in this decision. Um, and, you know, obviously with the transfer portal and stuff, it allows you to kind of, um, pick and choose even a little bit more if stuff doesn't work out. That's always another avenue. I've embraced keeping that open is like building through the portal. Um, and, and that idea where if like Wingo even does go to Texas, you know, you, you, you keep that relationship no matter what he does um, on his commitment day or what he does on his signing day, you know, you keep and, that, you keep that open. And I don't think we've seen it as much recently, but if a guy enters the portal, you know, right at the end of the season, you want to get in there as soon as you can, you know, let people know I'm going in the portal to give myself like an opportunity to just find a team quickly, find people talking to talking to you quickly. Um, I don't know how much that would affect, you know, even a signing. You know, I'm just, this is a hypothetical bringing in here, not even like saying building anything off you said, Jack, but um, if someone enters a portal, say like a star wide receiver, Wingo sees that, oh, perfect opportunity. I'm going to be the number one option. I'm going to get myself into this rotation as soon as I can. It, it, maybe it's a little bit different for guys in more middle of the road than what they're going to do. But uh, that's something I've been kind of thinking about as well as like, if someone enters a portal, you know, how soon can I make an impact? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Kenny's dogs sound like they want to enter the transfer portal. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think, I think you guys both make a lot of good points. It's just so, it's so tricky and yeah, you know, I, I can understand Mizzou fans bitterness, but yeah, I mean, Wingo, you know, you hope, cause there are some situations where you do have guys that like, stuff comes out that maybe they're not the ones, you know, making the decision or it's not the thing that they want to do like that. That sometimes can happen. You know, there's other people that want to influence them because they know their talent and stuff. And obviously, you know, I'm not suggesting that that's the situation here and I hope it isn't, um, you know, but, but, you know, yeah, Wingo, you got to respect his decision in the end and, you know, hopefully it's just the right one for him, but we'll see no reason for Mizzou not to keep that, uh, relationship open and yeah i didn't mention kenny you put the name in shout out the magic man for that question um great uh we appreciate that oh and then going back you also said kenny they do play south bay um mosley's team january 20th so circle your calendars mosley versus Des Moines hodge 
down in uh, Greensboro. One last thing on the Mizzou front. The SEC on TV times were announced. Mizzou got six-day windowed, so we don't know the official time yet. Them, Florida, Florida and LSU. This is their game against Tennessee, by the way. Um, yeah, next week. So Mizzou, Tennessee coming to Mizzou, Florida at LSU, and Ole Miss at Georgia all got six-day windowed. So Mizzou could have either the CBS game, the, the big the big one, the big daddy, the one they have this week against Tennessee. Um, that'll be 2.30 Central. Um, or they could have the night game on ESPN, 6 p.m. Central. Or they could get SEC Network at 6.30 p.m. Central. Um, again, Florida at LSU also got that. Ole Miss at Georgia also got that. So those three will be selected after this week. This Tell you week. what, man. If Mizzou wins this weekend, and that's obviously a big if, tell you what, I think I think game day could be uh, having having their eyes on Mizzou Tennessee. I'll tell you what, but it's a good tease, hey, Peyton. Got to get got to get through <laughs> this week first, but yeah, and if they got loses, through the bye. Probably get yeah. If Mizzou loses, they're probably getting SEC Network, but right. Yeah, good point. I think it's it's good to be in that conversation too, like not it's knowing fun. when you're going to play because you're playing well. And if you beat right, Georgia, you're going to get a good primetime game. And um, I mean, some people might be frustrated looking at that, but it's I think it's fun. It's fun not to know, oh. and it means it tell, lets you know that the SEC is looking good this year all the way around. I I'm backing you there, Kenny. It's there's no re- like I'm when it when it comes to a pragmatic outlook on this Georgia game. Do I think they're going to win? Probably not. But it's nice to at least be able to have a discussion about it, not a how much are they going to lose or can they cover. It's like a, you know, can they do something wild here? Can they, can they, you know, have a headline, you know, a college football headline defining win? There's like the chances there. This team has put itself in a spot to have that happen, and that's what. What about leading for three quarters and collapsing in the fourth? That's a headline. I mean, yeah, they're a good enough team. They're a good enough team to do that. Deja vu is what yeah. Peter Bland at the Columbia, Missouri put, up, put on his headline. <laughs> Prediction. <laughs> that was good. Pete, did he get there? Um, yeah, shout outs. We'll see uh, what goes down. We're going to preview the game on Friday. Um, but with that, we'll keep the show rolling. Uh, we'll head over and do a quick hits. We have a little refined quick hits, so we'll explain uh, how that goes in just a second. Okay, quick hits time. Kenny, I'm throwing it over to you because we, uh, we're switching up the quick hits format a little bit. And you have Ken Sports Shorts. Yeah, um, it was no longer quick. It was actually really long. So it was more of long hits instead of quick hits. So we've abbreviated it. Uh, when you're listening to the Friday shows, you'll hear Jersey of the Week. You'll hear guests at college, our NFL picks, um, as well as Shawnee's Main Bird and the best thing we learned this week. On the Monday shows from now on, you'll hear Ken Sports Shorts, Best Beats of the Week, which usually just going to be our college football ones from Bet Online, our Dirty Birds, and then our NFL Fraud Rankings. And we'll give you some ratios as well just to keep you. Um, keep you on the Twitter sphere and keep you happy. Uh, that's how it kind of quick hits will look moving forward. Uh, could we just, change. Uh, we just did. We're just uh, like dividing up the segments more. So we have more of a yeah. variety. So uh, yeah. We're, so we're not like repeating ourselves with some of the stuff each weekend. And um, it, it could change again at some point, but that's how it's going to look moving forward for now on. I like no cap and he's the main bird. Still get that. That's all that matters. And with that, what's your sports shorts? My sports shorts. So it's a four-part question for this week. Jack, 
answered the first part by saying <laughs> when was the last time or when was the first time Missouri and Georgia faced each other. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to ask you real quick, what do you think the record is all time between the Tigers and the Bulldogs? Okay, well, I know Mizzou has one win ever against Georgia. That is it. it one win ever. And it was the Bud Sasser touchdown throw game in like 2013. Um, was that the last time both those teams were ranked playing each other? I want to say an 18 or something. There was a very hyped Georgia-Mizzou game recently, like in recent okay. history. You might be right, but I want to say an 18. Mizzou was also yeah, you. I'm probably wrong. I, I, for some reason, I remember hearing like a thing the last time they were both ranked. Mizzou won the game, but that they were not wrong. ranked. Ah, but they were undefeated. That's probably 20, what it was because they had beaten in eight, like in eighteen or in thirteen. Eighteen. Thirteen. It was the last one. Oh, uh, number seven ranked. against twenty-five. Okay. So yeah, Mizzou yeah, twenty-five. That's right. I so hey, they're Mizzou both ranked again. Has played Georgia every year they've been in the SEC. I don't think there was any. Yeah, because they've always been in the East. Um, so 12, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So that's 10 losses right there. Plus the, the bowl game loss we mentioned earlier. They're at least 1-11. Um, that's correct. So the Tigers are 1-11 against the Bulldogs in their history. Um, you got to correct that that win was in 2013. So that's where... My my next uh, question is: I want you to give me the leading passer, the leading rusher, and the leading receiver for the, the leading Tigers. Leading passer, James Franklin was hurt Franklin, that game, right? so it was Matty Mock. It was Matty Mock. Matty Matty Mock. Okay. No. Was oh, was oh it, it was Franklin? Franklin. James Franklin threw for 170 yards. Okay. Matty Mock okay. did play in this game. Okay, so Franklin got hurt during this game. Um, oh, the leading rusher. Was it Henry Josie? No, very close. Wasn't though. Josie? Josie had 51 yards. The leading rusher, 57. Oh, God. It's very that, close. I don't think I'm going to get this then. Not, um, not a good game on the ground. I hardly knew Mizzou existed in 13, unfortunately. Um, I, I'm trying to remember who it. I don't do know. I don't know who the other guy was. On. And the leading receiver was, was the other one? Correct. The, and you know okay. the leading receiver very well. What was Macklin? it? Oriole? No, no, oh, yo, no to yeah. both. Macklin was done by then. Oh god. That that um that receiver this was? was really good in thirteen. Um, but I'm blanking on the names. Dorian Beckham had thirty five yards. It wasn't Pud Sasser, right? He had twenty one yards and a forty yard a, passing. Yeah, he threw a touchdown. Um Oh, I bet it was the guy he threw the touchdown he to. He threw it to. Um, I can't yeah, what think is of his, his name? name. The hint it's is that he is now a coach. It is LaDamian Washington. LaDamian Washington. Oh, my God. Yeah. Marcus Lucas was second with 39 yards, but LaDamian Washington had seven receptions for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Who's the running back? The running back. Wait, wait, wait. Is it is it um, – I know the name, don't I? I don't think so is it Demario? it's not crockett then um who is it I'll, I'll just take the answer marcus murphy oh i do know him yeah he was this like, might be a little too early for crockett yeah it was it is too early for crockett um but i do know marcus murphy they had like three pretty damn good running backs 
Mm-hmm. All right, next part. Or was that the last? That, that's it. Uh, you guys did well this week on Ken's Sports Shorts, so we'll move into. Hayden SB's. carried that. I didn't do anything. <laughs> you were there. You got an A on I was the there. Too. Moral support. I said Jerry okay, Mackin, so, which is way off P. I've watched the highlights it, of that game. It was pretty hype. All right, it's been, it's been a week since we've done our uh, best beats of the week. We've been looking at college football mainly since it's been back for bet online. Uh, we got a sweep last time. Jack and myself are 18 and 15. Peyton's one ahead of us at 19 and 14. But let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, well done, boys. With the Mizzou Tigers legend, Connor Bezalak, taking on Ball State at home on Wednesday. Bowling Green is favored by six points. Steamroll. We're going to steamroll Boogie Coleman University. and Former Boogie Coleman University. They're not playing Nebraska. Ugh, Connor Bizalak. You're betting on Maction, huh? Getting in early. Um, oh, I just get chills every time I think of when I see that Mac logo. <laughs> that's, how, that's real football. All right. I am going to call my shot here. Officially declare Arkansas dead. I think Florida stinks. And I'm still taking them. Not back. Uh, I'm still taking them by six over Arkansas. I think Dan Enos, the Dan Enos firing still will not fix the issues on this team enough. I think Florida is dead. Or no, not Florida. I think they're probably dead too. But Arkansas, I think, is screwed. Um, I think Florida really needs a win here, especially because their upcoming schedule is a gauntlet. Um, I think they're motivated to win here. Uh, so give me Tom Petty's Gators. Chomp, chomp. Oh, I, I didn't do the – I didn't say Caninos last time when he got fired. Oh, Caninos. yeah, Caninos. Um, So the last time – Kenny mentioned it's been a week. The last time we did best beats, um, I was very excited about my sicko game. Uh, I went Iowa-Minnesota, took the under. I think it was 30 and a half, uh, I want to say. And one profited on that bet going right back to it. More sicko. Um, we had news, Iowa. They, they finally cut ties allegedly with Brian Ferens. There's some rumblings. It that sounds he's like done. he's just not going to be back after 2023. After okay. Well, so they're, they're, they're crumbling. You know, they had the goal all year to average all those points. They're not going to do it. Brian Ferens is out the door. They're playing Northwestern this week. The over under is set at 31. And I can't not bet on a sicko game. Give me the under for Iowa and Northwestern. That game will end nine to three all field goal fest uh, over there in it's in Northwestern at Ryan field. Sicko. Sicko. There's a a Northwestern game this year at Wrigley field. And I, Oh, that might be it. It's this one. Sorry. This this one. Oh, it's even worse. (laughs) I remember a couple years ago, there was a game at Wrigley field and they realized they could only go one way on the field because it was too close to the Ivy and they didn't want players running into a wall. Um, This is stupid. You're playing at this field and then Northwestern already sucks enough. They've already had a really terrible year with losing their head coach. I mean, why even do this? I mean, they're four and four. They're playing for bowl eligibility still. Um, they've got Illinois left on the schedule. Very winnable game. Very bowl eligible game. Can um, they can they still uh, be in the seven way tie? I know. I think that got broken finally. That there could have been a seven way tie in the Big Ten West. They're like all going to go no four idea. and five. There's a lot of sicko, a lot of sicko um, stuff that can happen. But the fact they can be bowl eligible is crazy. Nolton, I don't think this one's going to hit. Um, 
And I don't even. <laughs> You're wrong. I, I'm going to be honest. I think Brian. I think Northwestern is a better offense than Minnesota. Um, and Brian Ferentz is the news of his demise. I mean, it's going to rally Deacon Hill and the Fighting Hawkeyes. So I think Iowa's going to play inspired, put up like a cool 17, um, and that'll be enough. I think it's a 17-14 final. The over hits. By that's one a fair. That, that's a fair spin. Nine to three, Iowa. Also, this is—I don't, I don't know why everyone's freaking out. This is like probably the highest over/under Wrigley has had all year. So, <laughs> that was a good joke. Good one, one of your one. best. Uh, next up, thirty birds, Kenny. Thirty bird of the weekend. Kansas makes a, a makes it on here twice. Yeah, uh, they're going to be on football, here twice. Takes down Oklahoma. Probably shoots the Big 12's chances of making it into the playoff this year, taking out the only team that was undefeated. Also, Oklahoma lost on my cousin's birthday. A big Oklahoma fan, Nick Dalheim, who's been on our show a couple times now, especially for college basketball and the NCAA tournament. Unfortunate for him, especially on his birthday. Uh, Kansas, uh, Lance Leopold, uh, choose your next job. I, I'm, we're going to put some on the table. We're going to give you a couple hats. Michigan Mark. State. And that green's a little nice, man. Maybe you'll be a Spartan. Razorback. Yeah, no, this shut the hell up. Um, <laughs> don't ever say that again, okay? Um, Wisconsin OC, please. Sure. Why? Phil I don't know why out. he'd. I don't know why he'd <laughs> ever do that. But um, no, I mean, this was a big win for Kansas football. Maybe their biggest win in program history. I guess maybe they won the Orange Bowl that one time uh, or whatever it was. Um, but there were like 40 people that were there like after the rain delay. Yeah, people it was empty. not give a damn about football at that school at all. I mean, Lance Leipold, the whole thing earlier this season came out about him being frustrated with attendance. That could not have helped. Like, yes, they rushed the field, all like 85 people that were left in the stadium. But hey, they got those I they got those goalposts down though. They threw them in a bog. They they did, yes. Um for whatever reason they threw it in a bog. Um take it to uh Harpo's like a man. Yeah. Um but oh Kenny has something to add, I'm sure. Kenny but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. instead of putting it in the private chat from now on, can we do a raise hand situation and whoever's talking has to call on you? We're gonna do like a little movement on their face every time why are they so itchy? Okay, here's my yeah, you can't do that, Peyton. Um here's here's a, a fun quote from our good friend Peter Zimmerman, who played baseball for the Mizzou Tigers. KU supports their cheater basketball coach, but can't support their football coach who resurrected their program from the depths of hell. No wonder Leopold will be departing soon. Just hope it's not Arkansas. Peyton's in the same boat. Amen. Peter I apologize that I keep pronouncing his name wrong. I thought it was Leopold for the longest time, too. Just keep saying Leopold. It'll make them angry. For their coach I miss Les Miles as the funny. Kansas head coach. That's all I got to oh say. God. That was such a funny back era. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest Insanity. era ever. <laughs> um, Leipold, I, I, yeah, I hope he doesn't go to Arkansas because I like Lance Leipold. That's UW Whitewater legend. I'll like him once he leaves. I don't like him right now. But yeah, fair. Um, moving on, I'll have the one non-Kansas dirty bird. My dirty bird's the Falcons. Uh, Desmond Ritter continues to be the dirtiest bird. I mean, he's just no good. Uh, but the Falcons defense also needs some dirty bird caps here. 
I mean, Will Levis making his MLB debut. MLB? I mean NFL. Um, NFL debut uh, throws four absolute bombs for touchdown passes. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that had to be like a new sensation for Hopkins. Uh, like having those those find him. Uh, he Ryan Tannehill, their, their starter for perspective, had two touchdowns all year. Will Levis comes in and immediately doubles it. Will it last? I still kind of lean no. Uh, I don't really love Will Levis, but uh, great NFL debut for him. Falcons, that was a very winnable game that they bottled. Somehow they can still win that division. They could. They probably They probably will. Or are you talking about the Titans? The Falcons. Yeah, they probably will win the division. Speaking of that division, did you guys – I don't know what station – I mean – I don't have an NFL ticket or Sunday ticket, so I watch just the straight up games. And on CBS, they they like to show all of the like some of the winning coaches and what the, what they say after. And mm-hmm. they showed Dennis Allen. I, that's why I was thinking about this division and maybe the Saints pull it off. Jameis Winston standing in the background, big belly, just hanging out uh, in a, in just a towel, just looking there, going like that. And I'm like, I this is the best backup quarterback that. of all time. I love Jameis Winston. I, I was watching that and I was just like, this guy is him. Like, it's just like, he just loves football, loves being a backup. And it was so funny. He's a character. He's a character. Um, yeah. Falcons, the NFC South is something. Um, okay. My dirty bird. We mentioned more Kansas. Um, I'm going to the sport that Kansas fans actually care about, which is men's basketball. Um, because we have, we've had, we're in preseason scrimmage season. Obviously the men's basketball starts up in a couple, like a week or so. Uh, but Kansas played Illinois and lost 82 to 75. Number one, Kansas, uh, goes down. So, uh, the NCAA March madness account tweeted it said, uh, October with the sprinkle of March, Illinois winning 82 to 75. I know it's a scrimmage, uh, but it's still kind of, you know, it set off college basketball Twitter. Who's, you know, yearning for some good content. Hunter Dickinson, who of course transferred to Kansas, has never beaten Illinois. He is winless all time against Illinois. And he was asked about it, uh, his relationship with Illinois fans, and his answer was just like, uh, 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 I don't, uh, no, uh, bad question. And uh, the best part of all of this is that Jeff Goodman, who is a prominent college basketball reporter, his Twitter got hacked uh, and was just spewing, among other things, like s- stuff about. Illinois and and KU and it was yeah it was something, but thirty birds, they're not even they're not even good at basketball. What's going on in Kansas? Did Kansas actually wear the Maui jerseys for this game, or was that an old photo? I think they did the, the like There's flower one. Even in Maui, was it at home or in I Illinois? Think it was, I think it was at. Oh no, it says Maui on them. If you look at the photo that really? Kansas men's basketball tweeted, it says Maui on the on the maybe lens. it was maybe it was in Maui. Oh, it might. Oh have no, been. definitely it was not. It was the Maui Strong Exhibition, but it was in Champaign. Oh, okay. okay. Well, <laughs> interesting. They Hunter Dickinson and apparently got under some people's skin again. Like in oh, he tends to do that. Yeah, yeah. but oh god. Yeah, kind of two teams. Mizzou doesn't like it all, but I just thought it was funny. Kansas, uh, you know, got a big win in football, and then their basketball team is not going to be under some heat, even though it is literally just an exhibition. But had to 
had to call him out uh, anyway. Um, all right, next, Kenny, you ready for this? <laughs> we have a, we have a new fraud. <laughs> Go, Kenny. He's got, he's got fire up. He's got fire up. Fire up. This has never been said before. It's never been done before. But the Houston Texans oh! can't win on the road. Houston Bryce Trump. Young waltzing in a good 0 and 6 little short guy to be put up on a little pedestal to see over the line. He scores. He scores. 235 yards for Bryce Young and a touchdown. Walk off field goal again. The Texans have lost two games like that this season. Number oh, four in the fraud rankings. God. The terrible towels. What are those little yellow towels doing? Not enough for Pittsburgh to respond to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence talking some smack. Walking the walk. 292 yards of touchdown interception. Mitchell Trubisky got to this game. A good friend of our co-host Peyton Haverman. 138 yards touchdown. Two picks. Never going to be a fraud again, Mitch Trubisky. Number three. Coming in at number three, how can we not talk about Cleveland? We're talking about fraud. Cleveland! This is for fraud! This is for fraud! P.J. Walker, 248 yards, touchdown, two interceptions. Can we even call him a fraud? You know who's the real fraud? They wrote me off. I didn't write back. 254 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. This is your quarterback, oh, yeah. Jack? There's a good guy on that bench that could probably be a little bit better. Yeah, he was 24, actually really bad. 20, Seattle. Fraud. Coming in at number three, we're going to take it down. To Peyton Haverman on the sideline, or to Jack Knowlton on the sideline. Take it away. Yeah, Kenny, I'm I'm here braving the cold weather on the on the on the Broncos sideline. They were throwing snowballs the night before Colorado State, but I got Patrick Mahomes here. Patrick, this is the first Chiefs loss against the Broncos since 2015. Some are calling you a fraud. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. It, it just felt like there was a little too much snow. Miko Hartman couldn't catch the ball. Uh, I, I, w- I would hesitate to call us fraud. We're still six and two. Uh, reigning Super Bowl champions, both Chiefs. Patrick, Patrick, one more question for you. They say Travis Kelsey's not gonna not gonna play well anymore now that Taylor Swift's on her tour. Do you have any comment on? Well, you know, we all love Taylor. Uh, her Eras tour is something to behold. Uh, I, I think Travis just asked. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes turned back to you, Kenny. To a Canadian there uh, yeah. for the last couple words. Uh, coming in number one of the fraud rankings is the San Francisco 49ers. Another 49ers. loss. It's Brock Purdy at the helm. Brock Purdy coming out of concussion protocol with a 365 yards touchdown, two picks. Joe Burrow really turned it around Chicey. here with the fourth win for the Bengals, 283 yards and three touchdowns. That's going to do it for fraud, fraud rankings. And your Seattle Seahawks are a top Fraudy Niners. Well done. Well done. That was a well-timed ending, too, with that music. I didn't know Patrick Mahomes was Canadian. <laughs> yeah, I don't me. know. I think I think uh, it might have been uh, just poor poor effort uh, for the Mahomes translator there. Mm, I see interpreter <laughs> translator. It was, interpreter. It, was, it, was, it was it was so snowy that they had to bring in an interpreter. Uh, yeah, and I think the right. interpreter did a poor job. It was cold. I my mic was barely working for that interview. Um, all right. Let's end it. We got ratio slash joke slash box slash community note of the weekend. We have three of them. Uh, who wants to go first? Peyton should take Carlos Boozer. Okay. Carlos Boozer. <laughs> this one. This um, is so funny. <laughs> Carlos Boozer tweeted my picks. So it was just like, you know, a sponsorship. You know, my picks for NBA opening night with boosted odds at Betway USA. 
Uh, he had a little bit of a parlay here, just a two pick. He had the Suns plus 1.5 and Lakers plus 5.5. Uh, but <laughs> his video explaining this, man, I mean, it's like a blurry background. It's He's so close to the camera. He's still bald like Carlos Boozer has always been. Uh, he got <laughs> the top reply is a guy saying this don't even look real. Um, it has 29.1 million views, by the way. Oh, my God. Uh, it has for that sponsorship. No free 888 ads. replies. It has because uh, Elon hit it now. We can only tell you it has 3.6 quote slash retweets and it has 3000 likes. Uh, and 992 bookmarks to boot. I'm not sure what people are bookmark- bookmarking from this for, uh, but Carlos Boozer uh, ratio of the week number one. I'll put a I'll put a clip of it in the YouTube. It, it is a very funny video. <laughs> the smile at the end kills me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, I'll I'll do the last one if you want to do Lane. Yeah, I got Lane Kiffin. It's a dog. Actually, it's not even Lane Kiffin. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I also love how Juice Kiffin, Lane Kiffin's dog, is associated with Ole Miss on Twitter. Uh, it has the <laughs> attachment on its account. So Austin oh, yeah. Keys, who transferred from Ole Miss to Auburn this past season after playing three years with the Rebels, tweet or posted to X, the grass was the grass way greener. Got 1,000 likes. Juice Kiffin replied with a photo, a selfie, in a nice patch of green grass. And got 2.6 thousand likes. Um, <laughs> Keys replied, delete this with uh, money in, it, in the hand, like the meme with the dollars. And he's like trying to hand it over. And uh, that got that was pretty funny. A good interaction there. Uh, that's a fun, Lane Kiffin's always so fun. That's a the fun initial, interaction. Go ahead. Well, the initial tweet from Keys was from January. And then yeah. Well, because it was, it was right after Ole Miss beat Auburn. Oh my! Oh, okay, sure. So there's the show. Yeah, and wow. Even the receipts. Lane Kiffin is so funny. This dude literally is taking photos of his dog and tweeting from his own dog's account after he beats a player that left his own program. That's unbelievable. But the Lane train keeps rolling, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, greatest Twitter coach ever. Um, the last uh ratio of the week. Uh, this is a ratio of the weekend. Excuse me. Um, of course it's sponsored by Justin T bear. Um, shout out to Justin. This, uh, this comes from Michael Rosenberg on Twitter who wrote, as he says in this tweet, I wrote about one of the most pervasive myths in college football. The head coach knows everything. Uh, the photo in question is of Jim Harbaugh. Of course, Jim Harbaugh going through a big time cheating scandal, um, with the University of Michigan, the uh, Sean Sean Deere. Uh, I don't know if there's any relation to John Deere, but uh, he's got a Sparty shirt on in his uh, in his um, profile. So clearly we know who he lines with. He said, wow, the guy who wrote Rich Rod hit pieces and tried to stump for Harbaugh in 2011 is holding Harbaugh's bathwater now. Shocked. That got 185 likes compared to the 71 likes and 160 replies that Rosenberg's initial tweet of his story um, had, yeah, why are we defending Harbaugh? Let's be better here. I didn't read this story. I don't know much about uh, this guy as a journalist, um, so I can't comment too, too much, but I will say just be appreciative, especially if you're a Mizzou fan, that you don't have 
fan fan journalists. I, I'm not saying this guy is because I don't know anything about him. I didn't read the story, but it sure seems like people think he is, and it just makes me all the more um, happy to not have that kind of journalist journalism around. He's a uh, Michigan grad as well, and he took another hit on X. Someone saying you look at other schools like Northwestern, Florida, Arizona State, Syracuse, Missouri, and there's a lot of non-biased once you get into that kind of work of being a reporter. And you see it from those schools that they put their school behind them and they don't even show it. This guy's really showing it. Uh, he hasn't posted or written an article since October 26th when this came out. Ooh. Ooh. Doing a little darkness retreat. Got some got some thinking to do. Yeah, the the whole Michigan thing is just so it's so crazy. The 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 stuff that's come out about how like they maybe helped South Carolina beat Tennessee to like not have Tennessee go to the playoff. Like if all of, yeah, or yeah, in Clemson. Yeah. If <laughs> if all this stuff is true, that's just it's so insane. But we won't find out for months and years because the NCAA moves like a snail on issues, unless it involves Mizzou. Um but yeah, that's not that's neither here nor there. Um all right. We'll move on. We're going to finish with the SEC tier list. Speaking of the uh, of Mizzou, a little bit, uh, we'll recap kind of the bye week, just some of the um, good, the bad, and the ugly around the SEC to close out the show. Okay, we're going to finish the show. We got the SEC tier list uh, to end things off. We're going to revisit the week. Mizzou was on bye. I hope uh, Mizzou fans, you all got to enjoy a a stressful, a stress free weekend of football, not having to worry about. Uh, Mizzou dropping game because now it's going to get very stressful all week. Um, but yeah, SEC tier list. We're going to start. I see no reason to uh, change this. He had the greatest play uh, of all time a couple of weeks back. We're keeping the Georgia tier uh, open and exclusive to Mr. Luke Bauer. Uh, I am I am putting my foot down on that. Luke Bauer is the goat, best quarterback in Mizzou history. It's just it's just epic. Um, next tier below them though, and we can go by these teams one by one. A couple of them on by. A couple of them had kind of cupcake games whatever um i'm calling this the cfp question mark tier i'm inspiring this um off of uh, gabe diarmond of power mizzou who i think had like a series of tweets where he was like there's 12 teams that control their own destiny and then some people reply and he'd be like there's 13 teams that control their own destiny in college football to like reach the playoff um so i'm inspiring this off of him because i think it's a good way to talk about the the cream of the crop in the sec i have in the cfp tier georgia Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, and the Mizzou Tigers, who, of course, I think still very much control uh, their destiny to reach that point. We mentioned it being fun that we're able to talk about Mizzou in this spot. Uh, you can give your takes on those teams however you see fit. Yeah, I think I think that's probably fair. I think any of those teams that if they win out, because uh, that would include an SEC title game win, presumably over Georgia, or every team in that tier is going to have to beat Georgia. Uh, in some way or another. Um, I think that's probably the most fair way to put it, especially with Oklahoma losing. That takes another team really out of the equation because an unbeaten Oklahoma would have made it in over a 12-1 and Um, Like, spin it however you want. That would have been how it happened. It's how it probably deserved to happen. Um, But with them out, I would assume Washington looks like it's going to lose a game uh, at some point. They don't look invincible at all um i think it's very fair to assume that any of these teams even lsu i think lsu if they were to win out i think there's a very good chance they make it 
I'm glad we're getting LSU Alabama this week as well. Kind of can start put putting some of these games to rest. And if LSU wins, then there's a lot of conversation about who comes out of the West. Um, it's just so exciting. It's exciting to see a lot of these. We brought it up in the, the first segment that you're seeing a lot more of these SEC teams just competing at the top. And it's not just Alabama, Georgia moving around and LSU mixing its way in sometimes, or even Tennessee, maybe last year fighting for a chance. Uh, if the Tigers beat Georgia, then it's going to be a lot of fun to see how the, the rest of the East can shake out. Yeah, if Ole you want parity, yeah, yeah, we'll miss up there too. If you want parity, you should be rooting for Mizzou if you're an objective fan on Saturday. That would make it more more weird to to figure out who's going to come out of both the divisions. Um, but yeah, uh, next tier down, I just have the winner tier. I put Tennessee in here. Still a good team. Uh, we mentioned where they could come in. Um, you know, they're on their bye, I believe, this week, but beat Kentucky, so that was a a good win for them. So I put them in the winner tier. I they have UConn this week, so I guess that is Oh, yeah, buy. sorry. Basically a buy, yeah. <laughs> hey, Jim Mora. Jim Mora. He's one and He's, six. He... Seven. He's fun. One and seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, tier below, uh, tier below winner, I put winner but bad. Uh, and in this tier, I put the Auburn Tigers and the Texas A&M Ab- Aggies. Auburn beating Mississippi State 27 to 13. Texas A&M beat South Kakalaka 30 to 17. But I don't think either of these teams are very good. We'll get into um, we'll get into South Carolina a little, but I mean, AM handled their business. Um, Kenny and I figured this out. You know, there's a damn trophy in the <laughs> A&M South Carolina series. What? There is a trophy in What's the A&M trophy? South. I don't even remember the name. Kenny was telling me about this. I thought he was trolling me, but I looked it up. Do you know the two people that were involved in making this trophy? Nikki Haley and Rick Perry. Okay. Oh God. These very well-known names were responsible for making this trophy that apparently teams just the, the own players and coaches in this rivalry did not know it existed for the longest time. It the trophy, Kenny, do you have the name of it? It's I the do. Bonham Trophy. Bonham. Yeah. Names yeah. for South Carolina graduate James Bonham, who fought at the Alamo, which is 170 miles from the Texas AM campus in San Antonio. Yeah. And now the trophy, they apparently just because the, it, it was such a made up thing that like it was OK. I was reading an article about it. It was inspired by the Governor's Cup, Mizzou and South Carolina's uh, little friendly cup thing. Um, and then it just like it didn't catch on. Now the trophy. So like players and coaches for each side were asked about it like a long time ago, like 2015 or something. And some of them didn't even know it existed. Uh, and nobody knew where it was, but then the Alamo, like, I don't know, the historical Al- Alamo Catacomb Society or something uh, <laughs> announced that they had the trophy still. So technically, A&M is still the reigning winner um, of the bottom trophy. Uh, this one is a dumb rivalry. Uh, I will say this, like, you can say maybe Mizzou, South Carolina has a little bit of a made-up rivalry, but you know, they at least have the gimmick of being in the same city name. Uh, and they're both in the same division. I mean, these two are East-West rivals. I mean, it's not the same thing. Uh, but, yeah, that was just a funny little thing Kenny found out. I didn't even hear them say it on the broadcast. But There's an article from 2021 that I'm reading from the All Aggies Fan Nation that just says it's like what it said one, one A&M uh, – 
administrator said he does not even know where the trophy is or when he's last seen yeah. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was what I was reading. All right, there you go, ghost trophy. Uh, oh, maybe I'll put the maybe I'll put that trophy in winner just because you know it's coming back to some limelight. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, next tier down. Uh, I did the idle tier. Mizzou, Alabama, and LSU were all on bye this week, so not playing. They won the bye week. Um, and then tier below that, Kenny. Uh, last time we had an SEC tier list, they were in the back tier. This week, they're going down in the not back tier. I know it's Georgia. I don't care. Florida is not back. They were back. They're not back any longer. Telling you, man, when Georgia feels a little bit of pressure or they like have, they feel like they have something to prove, they will stomp whoever they want out. I mean, there was a lot of sneaky buzz for Florida in this game. Like, oh, they made definitely take Florida to cover. Maybe they'll outright win. This game was over by halftime. I mean, it was 26-7 at half. Uh, Florida did did get the the first uh, the first start here. I mean, they, they had a touchdown on their opening drive. From there, it was all Florida, uh, all Georgia. Georgia just manhandled them. Start to finish. Yeah, man. Um, I was doing it as a joke for a little bit, saying that Florida was good. And it really just did not pay off on my end. Uh, I was trying to be different and I apologize to all my fans and all the Florida people that might stumble across this, which there's probably zero of you. He, he uh, does love Gainesville. He loves I Gainesville, love Gainesville except for the traffic. It sucks, but the rest of it's fun. Don't get him started on Auburn though. No, I should, man, Oh, no, you want, you want no, to get me started no, on Auburn? No, Actually, no, I just read something. No, no. Uh, Peyton Thorne, Auburn right, stadium energy year, is best in the country. Um, I agree. We're going to do the loser tier is the next tier. Um, that take is a loser take. Uh, put that in there. But uh, I mentioned a team that uh, I missed a team that was on by. I mentioned Mizzou, Bama, and LSU. Oh, yeah, the Arkansas Razorbacks were also on by, but they're still in losers. Uh, I think they're the only team this season that could probably lose their bye week. They just stink. Um, I put them in I put them in loser along with uh, Mike Griffith, who is a – he covers Georgia, represents Georgia. I'm not even sure what he does. Fan boy journalist yeah yeah he's just a fan journalist of georgia because he went on Feinbaum and was kind of ripping paul Feinbaum a new one for saying that eli drinkwitz should be considered for coach of the year in the sec which is not a hot take at all uh but mike griffith whatever dude means it means they're worried guys means they're worried props to paul Feinbaum also for standing his ground like fully on this case like i mean this guy was like really carrying Kirby smarts water i mean he was just gone i don't understand what a guy that's won hasn't lost a game in two years has to do to win national coach of the year and all that which fair fair enough point i mean Kirby smart absolutely uh i think is among the top two or three best coaches in the nation the thing is that's the expectation for Georgia now like you're not gonna win for meeting your expectations and whether that's fair or not that's just what it is I mean the coach of the year is always going to be the coach that does the biggest turnaround job and right now I would say that would be Elijah Drinkwitz I, I especially in the SEC I would say maybe Nick Saban if he can get Alabama to finish 11 and 1 and Mizzou finishes like 9 and 3 Maybe Nick Saban wins it because this that would probably be his best coaching job in years that he's had to do. But right now, I don't think it's a stretch to say that Mizzou absolutely 
as the SEC Coach of the Year on its sidelines. My favorite part of this, I was just looking more research on Mike Griffith, is that he used to be a beat writer for Idaho State. Really moved up the oh, ladder. Fight the fighting Ed Changs. Idaho State, yeah. Michigan State, Tennessee, Auburn, and Alabama. Now at Georgia. He's covered all of those? Correct. Mm, bouncing around. Yeah, that was a loser take. Uh, next tier, dog water tier, we have Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Mississippi State, and uh, I put Oklahoma in here too for losing to Kansas. You know, future SEC opponent. They're not. We had Texas early on in the year after they beat Bama, so you know they're not. They they're not escaping the SEC tier or the SEC tier list every uh, every time unless if they do something significant. And Oklahoma playoff chance is done. And uh, yeah, sorry Nick, but. They're going in there. Do you guys have anything on any? My of heart teams? breaks for Mike Wright. Uh, hope he could pull it out for Mississippi State one more time, but it is what it is. I mean, these teams are what they are. Okay, obviously Oklahoma is not Mississippi State <laughs> Vanderbilt, but I was really interested to see what the all-time record was between these two programs. It's eighty-six and twenty-eight in favor of the Sooners, and there's a lot Vanderbilt? of red. No, against Kansas. Oh, against Kansas. Oh. There's a lot of red between 1997 and 2022. Yeah, is it red. all red? Yeah. It's all red. <laughs> <laughs> Whole lot of red. Kansas yeah, really uh, opened up well, though, in this series. They didn't lose a game against Oklahoma until 1911. Oh. I don't even know if Oklahoma was a state by then. The 1900s were absolutely dominated by Jayhawk football. Well, considering a lot of these games are only played in Lawrence. Oh, wait, no, they were, they were Norman. They were, Oklahoma's a state. Okay. Neutral side on this one. That was a tie. Okay. <laughs> Ties. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Oklahoma. Uh, the team I want to segue off of here uh, is South Carolina because uh, we put Shane Beamer in a tier of his own below this because he is now 0-2 since breaking his foot on a water, water cooler. Yeah, uh, the hits keep coming, or the kicks rather, keep coming for South Carolina. Uh, they're now two and six. They have to go. They have to win out uh, to make a bowl game. Um, just a total down year uh, for Shane Beamer, the media darling. Uh, I didn't. I unfortunately, did not catch the press conference. I wanted to see who he blamed for them losing by sixteen to A and M. I mean, it was the trophy. Uh, you want trophy. to hear the headline? The trophy was a distraction. Was Beamer's choosing to focus on positives for Gamecocks. So instead of just blaming everyone, he's upgraded to still not blaming himself, but just focusing on the positive. You know, there's exactly. a lot of positives when you're two and six and just lost by 16. So Good way to break this four-game losing streak is against Jacksonville State on Saturday. I uh, got the ESPNU game, got the cupcake a little early. Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Clemson. I was going to say, can they do all it? All at home? The rest of the season, home. all at home? They it's could do it. One. I, 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 I don't know about Clemson. I don't know about Clemson's four and four. Uh, I'm less confident about Kentucky than Clemson. Oh, Devin Leary could have been in the back tier. Did we rank Kentucky? Kentucky lost. Uh Oh, my God. I don't have Kentucky anywhere. I'll put okay, them in well, loser. Devin Leary, Devin Leary back them in loser. Um, they kind of had their – oh, the way Kentucky lost, I don't know if you guys saw a second of that game. I caught the end. Um, Kentucky, first of all, they scored – they kicked a field goal to go down six with about three or four minutes left. 
Uh, they let Tennessee run the clock all the way out, and the game came to an end with 44 seconds. Can a Kentucky player faked an injury, which comes with a 10-second runoff, uh, which put them at 34 seconds, and Tennessee was just able to run. Not They didn't have to run a play on fourth down and just let the clock run out. So. Jeez. There you go, Mark Stoops. Yeah, oh, great coaching. Can I put Devin Leary in winner but bad because his team lost, but he played well? You could put him in that, yes. He's he's a winner. Good for Devin Leary. About time he figured it out. Um, well. And then last tier, so yeah, shout out Shane Beamer. I'm keeping the hot seat tier, and it's Mr. Sam Pittman. So you guys can feel free to get your Arkansas, any more Arkansas out there. What's left to say? Lance Leipold. They're not even really worth the time, I mean, until Mizzou plays them. I mean, they're two and six. I'm waiting t- so we can put in the Jason Momoa meme of him creeping up behind Superman, and it's going to say Barry Odom, and then uh, Superman is uh, Sam Pittman. He's back. He's, he's back. Coming back. He wants his, He wants the job, and he's going to beat Mizzou five years in a row after he gets that job. Jacob Peeler. What kind of doomer stuff is this? This is like um, – I don't obviously people wouldn't know this, but Kenny's favorite joke when Mizzou was really terrible at basketball uh, in the 21 22 seasons was to say Kobe Brown was going to transfer to um, after every to loss. Arkansas. I would say that. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he wound up getting a player on the roster going to Arkansas, right? Yeah. And of course, that was Brazil and not, uh, not Brown. Thank God. Trevin. We might have to make. We might have to do a tier list for basketball. I'll have some choice tiers for Trevin. Um, Mizzou plays a week from today. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball in a week. Exciting stuff. Go listen to the Drew King interview. We previewed everything. UAPB. Um, All right. Any last last SEC words, gentlemen? Nope. I look forward to seeing Lance Leipold on the Arkansas sidelines. Got up. In the show. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, all right. Well, in the show, we will have the preview for uh, Mizzou, Georgia on Friday for you guys. It'll be an ex- uh, that's that's an exciting one. We'll talk all about um, the dogs. Maybe have a guest. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but it, nevertheless, it'll be a good preview uh, to get you guys ready for a huge game. Very exciting stuff uh, to see what Mizzou can do uh, with that. And yeah, basketball soon. We're going to have a lot more basketball stuff in the weeks to come as Mizzou gets that season underway. Uh, so a ton of good unwritten content. Thank you everyone for listening. This has been the unwritten rule presented by bet online. 